two beautiful brothers have just accepted Islam. You can see the brightness on their face, how happy they are, alhamdulillah. It's been beautiful. a long time coming. When I first started, I was very ignorant on Islam. When I first like began learning about it, God forgive me, but I was making fun of Muslims because I was so ignorant on it. I had thought like the very Western point of view. Very similar to Colin, I was ignorant to Islam. My father was a soldier. He fought in Iraq for many years. There's this distorted perception on what Muslims are. I was always told that these are bad people. It's an evil religion. Yo, my man, Jared, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you excited? I am, actually. All right. Amazing. So without delaying any longer, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. They're very simple, not trick questions. Don't worry. Um, just to make sure your, your fundamental beliefs are online. And then we're going to take the shahada and you will accept the snap. So firstly, do you believe that there is only one God worthy of worship? 100%. And do you believe in the angels of God that he describes in the Quran? Yes. And do you believe in the prophets and the messengers that God has sent to the world? Yes. And do you believe in the books and the revelation that God sent with them, like the, the original Torah, the original gospel, the Quran, and so on and so forth? 100%. Perfect. And do you believe in divine, you know, destiny or decree from God? Yes, sir. And do you believe in life after death in the day of judgment? 100%. Perfect. Beautiful. So Alhamdulillah, that's perfect. I'm just going to share my screen so you can follow along as we go. So you're just going to repeat after me in Arabic, okay? Sure. All right. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. En la. En la. Ilaha. Ilaha illallah illallah wa ashhadu wa ashhadu anna anna muhammadan muhammadan abduhu abduhu wa wa rasuluh rasuluh now repeat after me in english i bear witness i bear witness that there is none worthy of worship that there is say it again that there is none worthy of worship there is none worthy of worship Except for Allah. Except for Allah. And I bear witness. And I bear witness. That the Prophet Muhammad. That the Prophet Muhammad. Is the servant. Is the servant. And messenger of Allah. And messenger of Allah. Takbir. Allahu Akbar. Welcome Jared to Islam. You're now officially a Muslim. That is how easy it is to become a Muslim. Alhamdulillah. That's how beautiful Islam is. Yani. You recognize the truth. You accept it. And there's no long drawn out conversion process. You accept that Islam is the truth. You say the shahada. You you declare that this is the truth. You accept one God worthy of worship in the Prophet Muhammad as his messenger. And you are a Muslim. Alhamdulillah. How do you feel, Jared? Amazing. Thank you. Of course. So <clears throat> I do want to hear about your story. But I think what might be a little bit better is that since Colin is here, I'll bring Colin in. He will give his shahada as well, because I said we do have two today, alhamdulillah. And then you can, we can all discuss, the three of us, our Perfect. journeys and all that stuff. So, Colin, give me a thumbs up if you're ready to be brought in. All right, here we go. Hello. Hey, Colin, my man, how you doing, bro? I'm good, I'm good. That's good. So, Brother Jared here just said his shahada, alhamdulillah. And now we're going to help you, you know, accept Islam as well. So first, I'm just going to ask you a few very basic questions just to see if your basic beliefs are in line with Islam. Perfect. So firstly, do you believe that there's only one God worthy of worship? Yes. And do you believe in the angels that God describes in the Quran? Yes. 
And do you believe in the prophets and the messengers that God sent to the world? I do. And do you believe in the books and the revelation that God has sent with them? Yes. Do you believe in um, divine decree and destiny from God? Yes. And do you believe in life after death and the day of judgment? Yes. Perfect. You're just going to repeat after me. Can you see the screen? Yes, I can. All right. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. An la. An la. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illallah. Illallah. Wa ashhadu. Wa ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. Muhammadan. Abduhu. Abduhu. Wa. Wa. Rasulu. Rasulu. Now just repeat after me in English. I bear witness. I bear witness. That there is none worthy of worship. That there is none worthy of worship. Except for Allah. Except for Allah. And I bear witness. And I bear witness. That the Prophet Muhammad. That the Prophet Muhammad. Is the servant. Is the servant. And messenger of Allah. And messenger of Allah. Allahu Akbar. Thank so you. now alhamdulillah. Two beautiful brothers have just accepted Islam. You can see, you know, the brightness on their face, how happy they are, alhamdulillah. And this is definitely a it's, beautiful... It's been a long time coming. Ever since I started doing research on Islam, I feel like like Allah has been, like, showing me. Like, I never used to dream. And ever since I've been dreaming about, like, things I was unsure about, and he was, like, telling me, like, this is what you should do. Got me a good job. Like, everything. Like, alhamdulillah. Uh, it's, it's insane. Like, the more I learn, the more I know that that's true. Alhamdulillah, Ya Rabbi. Yeah. And, the, um, yeah, go on. The, I, I'm right there with him. The past two and a half, three months or so, pretty much from the video that I watched with the Warner, I, I quit smoking cigarettes, cold turkey. Wow. I, it, it was rough for like 48 hours, but I just continued to like pray with myself, continue to go. Still, I don't smoke. I smoked marijuana for probably 14 years of my life. New Year's Eve, quit that. Um, and, uh, basically trying to take myself more seriously as a person, take care of myself spiritually and physically, you know, and, uh, without researching and doing all this, I don't think I'd still be in the same loop of, I guess I would say almost self-destruction in a sense, you know? Wow. Wow. SubhanAllah. And you know, that's the difference between you know islam and something like liberalism because liberalism tells people to maximize their own personal freedom and to go for whatever you know pleases them to go for their own pleasure so people when they smoke a cigarette they're like you know they get a good buzz or they get a good feeling or it takes the edge off or whatever you know they feel but that's a, an instant gratification you become addicted it becomes harmful and then long term you're really literally just killing yourself I shouldn't yeah. say that word on live, but you're really just over time harming your body. Islam believes in prevention, not, not some kind of cure or treatment after you hurt yourself. It says don't hurt yourself to begin with. So Islam would not allow such a thing. But where we grow up, they're like, listen, we don't care if you, if you offer yourself after 30 years of living, um, if you live the, the best 30 years of your life. Um, it's very sad. It's very hedonistic. But... I've also been w so much a way better husband to my wife in the past two and a half months. Also, uh, I treat her more like a queen, like Allah says. So um, this might even be a little embarrassing to say, but like uh, masturbation 
isn't even attractive anymore to me. I, you know, any of those kind of desires I've completely washed from myself. And um, that's been a beautiful experience also. I didn't really know how much connection I was really missing until I just threw everything away and I guess put everything in Allah's hands, you know. Alhamdulillah. That's beautiful. Honestly, honestly, subhanAllah, like, I don't know what else to say except that's beautiful. You know, that's, that's what Islam does. That's what belief in Allah does to a person. It gives them an understanding of why. You know, why am I going to avoid this thing if it gives me pleasure? And why am I going to do this thing if it's like a little tedious or a little difficult? It's because the, the thing in actually, Allah summarizes in the Quran. It says, you may love a thing which is bad for you and you may hate a thing which is good for you. You don't know and Allah knows. That's literally my whole point summarizing a few words, alhamdulillah. When I first started, uh, it was I was very ignorant on Islam when I first like began learning about it. I was actually like, God forgive me, but I was making fun of Muslims because I was so ignorant on it. I had thought like the very Western point of view. I thought that they were terrorists. And then my friend had informed me, he said, just do your research on it. And the more I did research, the more I said, this is genuinely what I believe. I always had an issue with Christianity. I was born a Christian. I was baptized when I was young. I was raised in a Christian home, but it never made sense to me. God can't be a human. He's immortal. Jesus died. So it's just, I don't know. A lot of the, a lot of questions were in Christianity and that I posed these questions before I even knew about Islam and it all just fell online and it was just perfect for me. Wow. So what, what were some of the things that you maybe you you didn't know about islam but once you learned you're like wow you know i didn't even know it was abrahamic i i didn't even know that it was they believed in jesus i didn't know anything like that like i was so ignorant on it and so many people are wow wow very beautifully said so what message do you have for the people that maybe were in your shoes a four time ago when you didn't know much about islam just do just just i Islam opened my eyes to a lot of things. I, I don't believe what anybody says. I do my own research for my own opinion. Islam is very beautiful. And I feel like if you're questioning if you should convert to Islam, I, if you feel like it's true in your heart, which it is in mine, I feel like you should just do it. That's very beautifully said. And what I really like about your answer is, although you literally just accepted Islam, you realize that this is not something where you're like, Oh, just just accept it. You know, you don't need evidence. You don't don't need proof. It doesn't need to make sense. You know, just trust mm -hmm. and take blind faith and trust that this is right and you'll be good. You know, Islam is based on evidence, rationality. Yes. You know, it has to make sense. And the Quran and Islam and the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, they're all self-evident. You know, they they prove themselves. You can verify these things. Alhamdulillah. So uh, any final words before we pass it on to Brother Jared, Colin? Mm. Well, the one thing I will say, one uh, Quran verse that really... I don't know the verse off the top, but it was about iron. And a lot of people don't talk about the miracle of iron when it said that Allah has sent iron down for mankind. Mm -hmm. And people don't know that iron actually came from meteoroids. Yeah. So that is just like, that was mind blowing to me. Like, that was like, wow, how would he know? You know, how would yeah. Muhammad know if he wasn't really the messenger of God? Yeah, that's very beautifully said. And, you know, subhanAllah, it's subhanAllah means, you know, praise be to God. It's amazing because that's one example, but there are so many other things. Like, for example, yes. the Egyptian hieroglyphics were lost for a lot of time. Like, for years they were lost. And then the Rosetta Stone, once we found it, it had passages written in three different languages. One is Egyptian hieroglyphics. So they were able to translate that Rosetta Stone um, and understand hieroglyphics again. So the Quran mentions Beautiful. someone with Pharaoh named Haman. And Pharaoh asked Haman to build him a staircase. 
so it gives him a name, Haman, and describes him as like kind of an architect or you know some kind of uh, designer or someone who would you know design a construction or make a construction for Pharaoh. And Haman in the Bible was someone who wasn't even around at the time of Pharaoh. He actually, in, in the book of Esther, worked for King Xerxes. So people would look at that and say, look, you're just taking names and switching them and changing history, and we're not going to fall for it. But what did they find? When they, when they you know, were able to uncover Egyptian hieroglyphics and understand them again, they went to a list of people who worked for who we believe was Pharaoh, I believe Ramses II, and they found Haman as a, a type of architect. How on earth would the Prophet peace upon him know that? And that's exactly. again another small example of so many. There's a lot of them. I've every the more research you do, the more you'll find that it absolutely, absolutely. So very beautifully said. Thank you so much, Colin. Let's yep. jump to Brother Jared. Now, why don't you tell us a bit about your story and why you you know decided to accept Islam? You know, very similar to Colin, I was very ignorant to Islam. I think mainly it had to do with my my father was a soldier and he's he fought in Iraq for many years. So there's this distorted deception on what Muslims are, right? I was always told that they're it's an evil religion, you know, that these are bad people, so on and so forth. And also very similar to Colin, like Christianity never made sense to me. I, I've actually been very tortured inside when it comes to Christianity ever because my very first memory of being in church I was uh, probably four years old, if that, maybe three and a half. And I went to Sunday school for the very first time. And uh, a little girl had came up to me and she said, hey, are you Christian? Thinking that she was asking me if that was my name. But I said, no, I'm. And before I could even say my name, she just goes, oh, you're going to hell. And that one experience drifted me away from Christianity for a very long time. Wow. And um, I've tried to reintroduce it back into my life just because of my family, you know, and every single time I've tried to reintroduce it, something just didn't seem right. Every time um, I tried going to like a church camp and I found myself almost basically lying to myself because I wanted to be accepted. And what I mean by that is um, when they're singing and doing everything, they raise their hand, symbolizing that they're being saved by Jesus. But I'm this lone kid. Right. So I did it myself. And then I realized that I am lying to myself. I really don't believe what they're telling me or, or what they're saying. Um, another I jump forward, 18 years old. I go to church again. And at this time, I was living with an uncle because I was a pretty delinquent child, to say the least. <laughs> and I was having substance abuse issues, you know. So um, I, I went again. And the very first thing the pastor came up and told me was, you're not dressed properly for church. Well, I didn't know there was a dress code, man. I'm, my bad. <laughs> so, again, that, that was just another bad experience. I tried again at 19 years old. I tried going again. And um, I went to introduce myself to the pastor. It's just something I always wanted to do, you know, just go and talk to the person that's going to be leading the sermon. Right. And he said, son, you do know, realize that you might go to hell for the tattoos you have. And I'm and that very and right then and there, I was I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. And then about I would say I was 21 years old and 
I, uh, I took a heroic dose to say the least of mushrooms if wow. I'm being completely honest. And, um, during this experience, I had just, a a very clear voice in me to say, follow the creator. And I didn't even know what that really meant at all, but I had gotten a, I got a tattoo to kind of like symbolize what I'd felt. Right. Um, so having the creator in my life was the number one thing, you know, and that's all I looked forward to. But I also had an issue that spiritually about doing this alone. I didn't I didn't want to praise God by myself because honestly, again, I was ignorant to what all was out there. And then uh, about two months ago, shout out to the Warner. I got recommended a video from the algorithm on YouTube. And he shared his dawah to the public, right? And uh, I realized that, wow, this is actually exactly what I believe in, you know? Um, and ever since then, I've been quite, um, I would say, almost borderline obsessed with wanting to learn more, you know what I mean? And um, it's been a beautiful experience so far. Um I, I, like I, I mentioned to you and on Instagram that I do read my Quran every single night, at least a couple of pages, you know, to educate myself. Um, but yeah, that's. Wow. I mean, wow. That's, that's a very powerful story, man. SubhanAllah. It, it actually, it makes me a bit emotional to hear because it just reminds me how big of a blessing Islam is, you know, how much of a blessing Islam is. Alhamdulillah. And, and um, mm -hmm. one thing during the Aiden Ross clip, how he was saying how um, religion, Christianity or whatever is fear driven, you know, and um, I can understand that because every time I you go to a, like a Christian church and they're shouting at you that if you don't do this, you're going to hell, blah, 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 blah. And it, it can mess with you mentally. You know what I mean? And just like it did me ever since I was four years old. But wow. Subhanallah. So with, with that being said, let me give you guys a few very beautiful verses from the Quran or very beautiful facts about Islam. So first and foremost, in Islam, no matter who or or in who they are or what they've done in the past, once they accept Islam, they've they've gone from a state of ignorance of not knowing to a state of knowing and accepting Islam. So Allah and the Prophet ﷺ, he says in a hadith that Islam basically forgives all sins. That when a person first comes into Islam, anything, anything that they've done in the past in the eyes of Allah is forgiven. So we actually, my, my co-host and my brother Anhil, he has tattoos. He has sleeves of tattoos um, from before he accepted Islam. And he also had people, you know, try and jump on him like, hey, why you got tattoos and blah, blah, whatever. But, you know. These people are ignorant. They don't know that. Allah has already forgiven him for the tattoos. Allah has forgiven him. So for you as well, Allah has forgiven you for your tattoos. There's no need to get them removed and go through that pain. And Allah has forgiven you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, and once you read the Quran, you'll get to this verse. I think it's in Surah Zumar. I think it might be 39. I'm not sure. But it says, rahmatullah. He says, tell my servants, um, who have transgressed against the, their selves, you know, by committing sins or whatever, do not despair, don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins, and it is Him who is the most forgiving and the most merciful. 
Now that is Allah. That's our creator. The one that created you and me. This is how merciful he is. Alhamdulillah. Man. And that's a reminder of myself first and foremost. I'm about to make myself cry, man. <laughs> so honestly, I think the, the best conversations and podcasts are just the ones that flow naturally. So the floor is all yours. Anything you guys want to talk about, let's just chop it up, inshallah. Yeah, um, just, I don't know. Uh, I'm still very ignorant on a lot of it. So that's why I'll continue, like, watch the channel, you know, learn more and more and more, you know. Because your channel, that was the main reason that found out I could, you know, become or could convert. Because I didn't, there's no, like, mosque around. You know, I live in a pretty un-Islamic area of the world. So it was, uh, it was like, and also halal me, I can't really get my hands on that. But I do my best to get, like, no antibiotics in the meat. And, uh... I just try to do my best with all that. Alhamdulillah, that's good, man. That's good. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he knows that you guys have just accepted Islam. Allah doesn't expect anyone, even me, I've been practicing for a few years, alhamdulillah, he doesn't expect anyone to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to still make mistakes today, literally. I'm going to probably walk out of my room and make a small mistake here and there. You guys are going to make mistakes, but know that you don't have to be perfect ASAP because Allah rewards the person who when they slip and they commit sins or they, they, they fall, forget or mess up, they ask for forgiveness and they intend to do better. And they consistently work on themselves to be a better version of themselves. And it's actually, I think it's beautiful that Allah has created humans and not allowed them to reach any kind of perfection. Because we're always striving to be better for his sake, alhamdulillah. And may Allah allow us to do that. You know, has actually like about Islam that has cleared my conscience quite a bit is... Um... So I, I have two young kids, very little, and my wife was raised as a Catholic. And it took her a very long time to come and ask me, can I, do you mind if we uh, get, have our children baptized? You know, and of course, who am I to say no, right? This is my wife. This is her belief. I think um, I should respect that. And uh, when I heard that Islam doesn't believe in the original sin, it made me feel so much better because when I, I was pretty much told that, like, why are they getting baptized as babies? And um, the fear was if something happened to them as babies, they would go to the hellfire pretty much. And that that almost kind of destroyed me that why would that even be a belief with something so innocent and perfect in our eyes? You know what I mean? Um, but that's actually helped me so much. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. That's... Man, that's that's beautiful. And you guys are going to find and, you know, it's, it's crazy because even today there are things that I've I'm learning literally like, you know, in the last few days that I hear and I'm, I just like I'm astonished. Um, I was watching. I just I discussed this earlier. I don't know if you guys um, uh, were listening in, but there's a video uh, on a channel named Blogging Theology. And um, he was hosting a session with Dr. Um, Ali Atai, who is a, a scholar, a PhD, and he understands Arabic, Hebrew, and Greek. And he was explaining how Jesus not being crucified is an actual is actually a plausible historical, um, you know, outlook on what what happened. And he goes through the, the the passion narratives of Jesus dying for the sin and all that stuff. And he basically dismantles them, and he quotes other authorities who have said that you know this piece here was taken from this piece of Greek folklore earlier and you know mark was a really good storyteller 
because there are certain things that culturally did not make sense that he had to put it in. For example, a tomb above ground. It doesn't make sense for Jesus to be buried below ground because how is anyone going to see the tomb is empty? Mm -hmm. so it had to be above ground. This is against their tradition of, of giving a... And where did the tomb come from? It actually was donated from someone who didn't even know Jesus, but just decided to give it to... There's a lot of things that don't make sense, but they're really good stories. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, my heart feels the same thing that your guys' hearts feel when you're like, wow, that makes sense. That's what I believe. That makes sense. So, man, it's beautiful. Alhamdulillah. It really is. One thing I want to make mention of is there are two, I guess, two types of tests from Allah. You know, one is a test of when he gives you things that we see as abundance, goodness, you know, a lot of money or a good job or a good spouse or children or so on and so forth. And the other test is the opposite, where Allah restricts something from you. He takes something from you, takes money. He takes a family member. He, he takes your job away. You know, things like that, that we see as negative. Allah says in, in the Quran, Surah Al-Fajr, He describes when he, when he tests a person and He gives them. And after He says, and when He tests a person and He takes away from them, He describes them both as tests. So in your life, in your lives, you guys will experience difficulty. And you will experience, you know, you know glad tidings and good things and, and abundance. But the Prophet, peace be upon him, he told us how to deal with both. And he said it in a very beautiful way. He said, how amazing is the state of a believer? How amazing is it? That when he's, when he's basically given something good, he's given goodness and abundance, he's grateful to Allah, and that's better for him. And when he's given something that's difficult, he's patient, and that is better for him. Meaning that when Allah gives you something, he gives you a million dollars, and you instantly go, Alhamdulillah, thank you, Ya Allah, and you're consciously, constantly, consistently grateful to Allah, you're getting more good deeds for the fact that you're blessed and you think you're grateful to Allah. And when you're being tested, he takes something away and you're patient saying, Allah will take me out of the situation. Allah will make this easier. Allah will take this away. Then you're getting rewarded just for that patience, subhanAllah. You know, we're all men. We go out, we work probably. If you have a physically or, or mentally, emotionally draining job, when you get home and your head hurts, you get home and your back hurts, Allah is rewarding you for that. So long as you have the right intentions, Allah is rewarding you for even those things, alhamdulillah. So, I don't want, because a few reverse, you know, sometimes they accept Islam and something difficult happens to them. They're like, oh my God, this is a sign I shouldn't be a Muslim. This is a sign that Allah loves you. Because there's another hadith when the Prophet ﷺ, he said that when Allah intends a person to be raised in status in a way that they basically are not going to bring themselves to by doing good or whatever, Allah tests them. Because that test is, is basically going to basically erase some of their bad deeds, ex expiate some of their bad deeds, and Give them good deeds for being patient and so on and so forth. So being tested sometimes, alhamdulillah, is beautiful. And last thing I'm going to say, because I know I spoke a lot. I've been tested, alhamdulillah, a good bit in the last few years. I'm going to be honest. But it has not been anywhere close to when I was tested and I, I wasn't thinking of Allah. And I didn't have the outlook on Islam. And I don't want to get into details, but like if I was given this test years ago, I would have crumbled. I would have crumbled like nothing, honestly. But... I wasn't even scared, to be honest. I wasn't even scared of whatever outcome might, might happen because I just knew that Allah subhanahu wa was going to take care of it. Alhamdulillah, it seems like Allah did. Sure. Kind of reminds me of a quote from Mike Tyson. He says, uh, God sometimes punish you, punishes you by giving you everything you ever want just to see how you handle it. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, I think Mike Tyson might actually be a Muslim. I don't know if he's super practicing, but he went to um to Umrah recently. Actually, he traveled to to the Kaaba in Mecca and Saudi Arabia and so on and so forth. So, um, Alhamdulillah, I think he's a Muslim as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. All right. Uh, I think this has been a, a tremendous stream, alhamdulillah, and this has been such a beautiful way to Thank end you. it. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts or notes for the audience? Hmm. No, I'm okay. I think that's about it. I got to do some research on like the properly pray. That's the one thing I know I got to do. Yeah, don't worry. Inshallah, we're going to um, we're gonna get you guys situated. We're gonna discuss what the next steps are, and hopefully get you set up with you know your mosque, uh, your mosque, and your, your your local mosque in the community, and or at least somebody online who can walk you through and help you with it. Inshallah. Yeah. Okay. Thank All you. right. Awesome. Of course. And Jared, my man, how about you? Any final words? Um, just search for the truth, and the truth will come to you. I believe that's what I did. And, uh, work for me yes sir absolutely jazakallah guys may allah bless you both immensely inshallah we will definitely touch base afterwards and i'll see you guys soon Assalamu thank, you. thank you for having me thank you of course it's our pleasure my heart is soft it's softened it's mush alhamdulillah what else is there to say man what else is there to say? And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.